Yeah. So I guess we'll just dive right in. It's initial uh, episode of Talking Shift. And today we have Chris Ringland, who's been with Jade Transport for 17 years. And we also have David Dick, who has been with Jade Transport and started Shift Products with him and his brother. And he has been with Jade his entire life, whether he <laughs> likes it or not. And I am Martin Warner, and I am the host of this traveling train wreck. So, But yeah, so we have Chris here. He started with uh, Jade Transport about 17 years ago. He started in the auto body industry and then moved to the trucking because he has family relations. I believe your dad and your grandfather both drive or yeah. drove, have driven. We'll use all words of all forms of that word when we can. And, uh, yeah, so you started with us and you started with us as an apprentice. I remember that because I've been with the company almost as long, off and on a few times and moved around the countryside and everything like that. And, yeah, so we have, uh, Chris has been here with us an entire, and then David, who has been here, his family is, uh, the, uh, proprietors along with the other family members and friends of J Transport. And then Dave has also started Shift Products and, uh. Yeah, he's the guy paying the bills, so we figured we better have him on here with us. <laughs> but thanks, uh, thanks Marty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, Chris, what uh, when you came on with uh, Jade Transport and started with us, you know what uh, what brought what drew you to the to trucking and uh, starting on with uh, Team Green there? I mean, what drew me to trucking was obviously being with my grandfather and his truck. He used to dig basements around Winnipeg. I would go with him in the truck sometimes, and he'd be running a dozer, digging basements way back when. Oh man, that's that's the way to start. That's yeah. uh, that's uh, that's actually something all three of us have uh, in common. Uh, wow. My grandfather was the reason I got in trucking, and uh, David, I believe it'd be your grandfather, is the same reason you yeah. guys got in trucking too. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, uh, both my grandpas drove actually, um, and at one point, my one grandpa was a dispatcher. At Imperial Oil dispatching my other ground. Oh no way! I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that one. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's that's wow. That's going back a few years though. Uh, yep. <laughs> that would be. Um, yeah, yeah. That's it's always uh, that's something that's wild about trucking now is that family tie. Um, it 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 seems to be fading. It seems to be. I know, you know, on on the truck side on your on your side, David with. Uh, what you do with Jade as the uh, operations manager, um, you see that daily. Like the the industry is tra- changing a bit, and it's really you don't get those family lines of, of trucking. We've been lucky; we've seen it at Jade a lot, and and you've been lucky to see it. And you know, it's it's one of those things that it's just the nature of trucking has changed, right? Like, yeah, it definitely has. Um, although I feel like we're seeing a a new crop of people come into the industry um, that are just interested they're they're interested they don't have any background in trucks um, but they're excited about the the life on the road and the the prospect that that brings um, and so it is it's it's different to see kind of a new crop uh, of people come, come up and yeah exactly well and that's and that's the thing too like you see that a lot with uh, um, the advancement of social media and uh, everything like that because I mean, you know, we can go back to looking at what in this part of the industry that we're supposed to be focusing on is uh, like Trick My Truck when it came out in 2004. Well, yeah. You know, 2004 <laughs> to 2006, like, was that first block of it. Like, um, you know, for me, like, 
I always knew trucking and stuff because I rode around with my grandfather with a, you know, a cab over Freightliner and Super B tankers, and we just knew Northern Ontario bush trucks. And then I started seeing, you know, all these wild customized trucks. And I mean, I I, I was working with with Jade at that point, I believe. But like, yeah, it just took things to another level and exploded that part of our community. And then you know, like, then you had the advancements from the ice road shows and the wrecker shows and now it's coming back again there's more and more and i think going back on what you're saying marty and i think like the show trucks are even getting more wild than what they were 10 years ago yes oh i mean that's crazy like you know you still see um i wish i could remember the name of it it's that uh classic xl freightliner with the full western landscape painted on the side of it it still runs to this day in that trim and i mean that's 20 years ago almost that was custom painted like that truck works it's crazy to see that and that's just a rolling billboard and no matter if you're a pete or a kenworth guy or freightliner guy or whatever like you see something like that and you just it just clicks and you're like oh man that was that from that tv show i don't know if it's a whatever though if you're a pete or a kenworth well yeah (laughs) i mean you know everybody's got their but yeah it's been crazy to see what uh social media has done and what it's doing and i mean like you know and that's part of why we're here today is to bring our our little bit of our corner of the the spectrum of the trucking industry to the forefront or help you know our fans and and hopefully uh millions of listeners to uh (laughs) to uh help them along and show them like what we go through um in the day-to-day of, of, of building, designing, and operating, yeah. you know, custom trucks and stuff. Because it's, right. it's a whole nother ball game, right? So, you know, and then, like, we've run the gamut on custom trucks. You know, like I was talking to Chris earlier, like, the first, when he came on, the first custom show build that we did that he would have been involved with would have been 188, 188. right? Yeah, oh, which wow. was a... Finished at 3 o'clock in the morning, and Larry drove me home. What? Just explain what 188 is again. Yeah, so Truck 188 was uh, went by a few glorious names. Uh, Andy calling it the Pug was the best, but ah. <laughs> it was a 2362 Peterbilt with uh, so 2000 would have been a six NZ. It was 550 ish horsepower ish, heavy on the ish, had heavy yeah. diffs and stuff. And <laughs> you know that was bought. It was a local truck, I believe, that was bought here out of Winnipeg, and then just completely redone and gutted rewired everything like that and i mean four you know, stacks out the back yeah it, it had an incredible howl it had four or five inch pipes out the back right. and that was a nice sounding truck 244 wheelbase so she looked pretty long even yeah. pulling a set of super bees rolling up and down the down the highway and, and it was a worker like it did the show circuit its first summer there and you guys kind of debuted that at louisville in the spring i believe yeah you know, yeah, that, still, was, that was before my days at Louisville. Yeah, I was still in university. So. Yeah, yeah, getting yeah. an education and then Trying still getting involved in trucking. But <laughs> yeah. that was where that went. We just finished it. And like I said, Larry took me home at three o'clock in the morning because they're going oh, to Louisville the next day. I don't know it. how many of those. No matter how well and how how far ahead we think we are, that last it, week it, is it always, always comes down to the same thing. Oh, yeah. Like it's not Louisville Louisville season if it's not. You know, like that, the, the, down to the wire. The, definitely, the two years we took two fifty seven, two eighty seven, and three hundred that I was involved going to Louisville four years in a row. The whole week before we left to go to the truck show, I just slept in the truck and worked like seven a.m. till midnight with Chris. Right. Have a shower, go to sleep. Right. You know, and it was just 
the the dedication and work to it no matter how far ahead you think you are it never turns out to no. we could you know we've done it we've built you know took multiple right. years on trucks and it's always just this crazy crunch and crazy grind to get them done right mm-hmm. you know like and that's it like but it is you know you know but it, it is it's fun though like it's well and that's it it's it's the drive and the purpose and the passion you have for for doing things yeah. like that that cause it Wait, to at the end of the day when you get to see the truck done like you know that that's your accomplishment well and that's it and that's a reward for the um that's a reward for the uh the things you've accomplished because yeah. you get to see this what's well, a pride it's a pride in building right like yeah. and i mean that's the the difference between driving the truck and building the truck is yeah driving the truck you get to run and transfer your loads and you upkeep and you keep that truck nice and and good looking but um when you build the truck it's that it's the craftsmanship it's the i've built that or i've had a hand in it even if it's just polishing the paint or polishing you know the aluminum and stuff like that but on the other hand like driving it you still you're still keeping it up and you know you're still getting the looks on the road and well that's it and that's why you know like that's why we say every day is a truck show right yeah you know you run down the road and you get waved at or you get a thumbs up or you see little kids and they're just so excited to yeah. see a big shiny truck, especially when they makes, you know, make a, make some noise, right? And I mean, that's, that's the part of driving the truck and showing the truck is fun is the visceral aspect of it. You know, I've been lucky enough that we've built a lot of cool glider kits and trucks that have, you know, uh, they make a beautiful racket going down the highway. Yeah. They, they, you know, they sound good. They drive beautifully. You know, they look beautiful. Yeah, they look great. They have, um, you know, good amount of power and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, that's the way it's been. And it's, it's amazing like that. So, uh, along with 188, um, yeah, David, you would have been in university. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the first project when you got back to Jade that you came upon? Because we had done some before you had started Shift, had we not? We had, definitely. Um, I think... Probably the first major project that I was a part of was truck 199, which was the 2007 uh, 379 Legacy that my brother had, uh, dark green with the burnt orange stripes, uh, scallops on it. And, uh, you know, I was working actually uh, at a transload facility during that time and uh, drawing the parts for that truck what we could build and so we got this chance when when the truck finally landed in winnipeg and we got a chance to get our hands on it um i'd drawn a a sketch and i said wouldn't it be cool if uh, if we built some carbon fiber fenders for this truck and yeah everyone agreed but no one had any idea how to go about how doing do that it. yeah um and so i ended up uh, finding a gentleman out of the U.S. to help me out. Uh, he had built some race car bodies. And so him and I partnered on it, and we built some our first fenders. And But that was probably the first major truck project. Well, and, so, yeah, and I remember that. Like, then, like, we still have it. The old girl just sits out in the barn there sometimes. But uh, that was a cool truck because it was very classically designed, but... It was the it was the start of us getting wild with with 
like what would be go fast race car parts, right? Definitely. Like I remember everything was all polished out under the hood, looked beautiful. We had different, you know, we were changing fasteners out on things, putting buttons heads where we could, yep. and then hiding things. Like we yeah. got that set of like the, uh, not a fake panel, but a, an in behind panel, like under the cabs skirting and stuff like that, you That's know, right. blocking so you can't see the hangers, you know, a lot of like, it almost looks like it's a pre to pre, you know, we'll, we'll get into that truck when we talk about high anxiety 220 but um you know it almost looked like a diffuser underneath right, right like you know and like you know uh, step boxes smoothed out frame rail was smoothed out everything yeah. was very low and, and neatly kept and then yeah the car does and then lights on it everywhere yeah, yeah I mean, truck light, stuff truck light launched the model 33 which is like the the beginning of the penny light craze and it's got it all over that truck yeah in 07 i think we bought every one they possibly yeah. had and uh, i mean and that was our introduction to keeping that truck's got to have a hundred penny lights underneath it i'd say normal, right yeah and i mean and that's and that's a thing that a lot of like um when we run south and we're talking about truck show stuff and we're talking to guys they don't understand like the maintenance involved living and driving and working trucks in you know canada like yeah we're 65 miles from the border but man it still gets pretty pretty frosty and pretty pretty wintry and pretty western pretty quick here and like that's the thing like we you know it takes us so long to put lights in and stuff because we've got a silicone fittings we've got to make sure the fittings are watertight and then as much as you try it never it, it's so hard, you know, yeah. and that's the thing. Like we have gravel on our roads till middle or end of April, and you know, um, we've been lucky this year. Like it's, uh, you know, middle of October, and we haven't had a snow. Yeah, it's nice. You know, I look back on memories, and four years ago we had six inches of snow on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. and you know, and that's the thing. Like Canadian Thanksgiving. Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. But that's Canadians a, are thankful too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just at a different time. Just at a different yep. time. <laughs> So that's, you know, and that's like that, that, you know, ongoing and like you'll hear like there's just struggles with that, you know, it's different from guys that run I-10, you know, east-west, sure. you know, like, but it's different down there too. I remember talking to Phil Miller at Louisville and he has to paint the front of that bull rack like every second year or something like that. It's mm. crazy because of sandblasting, yeah. you know, and we think we have sandblasting issues. I mean, like, you don't have sandblasting issues because you got to repaint my fenders every three years. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, everybody says it's because I drive on the shoulder, but I think they're full of it. Well, Highway 16 is oh, pretty much the whole thing is a shoulder. Yeah, yeah, there's not much. It's getting better now. They're just called a gravel road. Yeah, they're doing the last stretch finally here. But, yeah. Um, that's the thing, and it's like, yeah, so like with 199, I remember that was, that was a big project. Um, you know, when I started, the first project we did would have been before that. We would redone 57, mm -hmm. your dad's truck which is a, an 87 359 Peterbilt. It's not a numbered truck, but it still is an 87. It's the last year of them. Yeah. And that thing's not a panel, and that hasn't been massaged. And I remember that was when um, Big Rob did the uh, frame rail swap on it. Yeah, and a whole and bunch of work. Shop, oh, yeah. Right. And that's crazy, you know? Like, And that was my first introduction to seeing that level of customization and stuff and it was just it was fantastic you know when something one guy and a, and a couple things of tools because i was always a fan of like monster garage and stuff growing up and watching builders and stuff and that's like you know and that's watching artists work and you know and that's been the biggest and like one of the that's most of us and it's like you watch those shows it's like you know 
you know, you look, yeah, you go back even to Hot Rods by Boyd and like you go back, like you think about and you start thinking about how many cool custom shows there were all along and like, you know, growing up in Northern Ontario, all I had was a satellite dish in the wintertime and there was always something cool on TV, right? Like there was a, there was a days come back from school and got these shows on. Yeah. Late nineties, early two thousands. It was crazy, right? Like, you know, and I took, I was always into that stuff at shop class and, you know, I never really had the opportunity to go super far with it or anything. But. And you always see him going down on the crunch and you're like, oh, is, how real is it? But then you like start working oh. on the stuff. It's like, yeah, this is real. Like, Oh, and like, the tempers fly or yeah. flare and you're throwing stuff <laughs> yeah. across the shop at each other and it's two o'clock in the morning and you're like, okay, we're not getting anything done. We need to just Let's stop. go to sleep, come yes. back in the morning and... Nope, still yeah. miserable, still <laughs> grumpy. But... I yeah. don't think that's ever happened. No, never. Nathan and I never gotten any. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, and that's the thing, like, yeah, and it's, and it's unfortunate, and it's, but, you know, tempers flare, and it's, you know, like, that's the thing, like, you, re, you read up, and, like, men can't, like, it's very basic when you're that tired, there's, like, four emotions you feel, <laughs> and whether you're upset or passionate or whatever, it comes out as angry, and there's not much you can do about it. <laughs> well, you come back the next day or a day later. Oh, yeah. Take a Snickers break and away you go. Exactly. But. Yeah, I think it's remarkable what's been accomplished, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Those times. And that's that's the thing, like, with custom truck building and stuff and and what the companies, you know, we're we're focusing on today, you know, between Jade and and Shift products, like, um, you know, the people are really what make, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. The products, like the Shift products are cool. (laughs) Got to pay the bills here, people. But, you know, the people behind it. And that's what you'll find with many places and stuff like that. Yeah, and if you don't have a good crew, then... Well, and that's it. Like, um, you know, as hard as it is to soar with eagles when you're surrounded by turkeys, there's some pretty cool turkeys that work around here. (laughs) You know, so like, yeah, we've, you know, there's been a litany of trucks that have been built and stuff, you know, Chris is, you know, you've been involved in a bunch of them. Like what was, what's been your favorite build so far? Like my favorite one has to be 312. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So that's, uh, um, if you want to go in like, yeah, just describe 312 a bit. I can't even remember the year. It's like 2017. Yeah. 300 is a 16, so that's got to be a 17. Yeah, 2017 W900L came in as a day cab glider. Then we uh, put a Series 60 Detroit in it from a fire truck. And then we put a a knockoff Mercury sleeper onto it. Yeah, Yeah. which we got through. Valley Customs. Valley Customs. Yeah, Valley Customs. And I mean, that thing's cooler than the flip side of a pillow. Like, it's got starburst pattern on the doors yeah. it's quilted the whole way through the interior like it came it's built like yeah it's just it's, it was yeah i wouldn't even call it a knockoff it's built in that style yeah, built in that style with modern craftsmanship yeah. involved like it's you it, know it's like a new era of mercury sleepers I yes guess. and then that like that truck came in what 280 yeah yeah you know and it's cool yeah i remember we put that detroit because that that's a 14 liter right 14 liter Detroit came without Jake's and then we had to put Jake's onto it. Man, we're really good at that stuff because we went through that with the truck that I drive because it was a 7CZ, I think is what it is. It's a 16 liter, you know, implement motor. It came out of a dozer. I think we got that one. No, mine was the farm tractor. Farm tractor, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's got the big Challenger sticker and 351 came out of the dozer, Dozer. which actually was about five miles south of my places where that came out of. Your dad didn't stop for lunch either. 
Don't okay. let them forget That's that. kind of a thing. Yeah, you guys are good at we it. We just drive by. Yeah, it's okay. I appreciate it. They just wave yeah. as they go by. I'll eat my barbecue. I just assume that you're trucking all the time. <laughs> well, so you don't tell me about barbecue on. So well, yeah. that's, that's yeah. the other thing. Yeah. I opened my window when I went by last week, took a yeah. sniff. I didn't smell any barbecue. No. I just kept driving. Just kept going. Hog farm at the end of our road. That's so true. probably what you smell. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> just kept driving. It's, it's pre it's barbecue you smell oh. down there. <laughs> but. Yeah, so 312 was a cool one because we really kind of went back to the roots with it. Yeah, like it's, you know, monotone. The colors, the frame and the cab are painted the same green. Ah, they're a little bit different. It is a bit different. They're accenting greens. Trust me, that caught us. Yeah. Uh, We've painted a few parts the wrong color. Yeah. Trying to, trying to get it. It just recently up. caught us, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the right light. Wait a minute. But, you know, that was one of the first ones that I've seen that we stepped back into custom hand pinstriping as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, right. Winnipeg's actually, like, where we are in Winnipeg, Manitoba, um, you know, dead center of Canada. Um, we have some amazing pinstriping artists, yeah. and we've been lucky enough to work with some amazing painters along the way. Definitely. And there's a lot of industry here that, um, they may do something else, but they can also jump into what we're doing and help us out a lot. There's some yeah. big powder coating. There's some um, monster, uh, like, bulk painters and fabricators that we've worked with over the years here that have been able to make and paint parts for us and have helped build up um, Shift and then, you know, Jade as well with, like, some of it now and, and help grow and build the quality of our builds right Right. like for sure you know like 199 was like a a next level build you know 57 was next level 199 was next level you know and then you guys shot for the moon with 220 you know like you know i mean that thing's that thing's wild like there's only been a few trucks i've seen that have gone kind of down that route that's right and they've taken it different ways too like i remember that one we seen that it sounds wild, but that white Lone Star that was at Louisville that first year that I think you and I went together, it had a diffuser with the like the front diffuser with yes. the turnbuckle splitters and That's anodized right. rims, and I was like, oh well, it's different than what you guys have done, but it's in the same vein and cool, and it was cool to see two different approaches to yeah. that looking fast, sitting still model, right? That's right. You know, and I know you guys caught a, a little bit of flack from the the purists because you brought a a long hood pete with no stacks and no air breathers and yeah it just never ends sometimes like you're never going to make everybody happy yeah no you're not going to make everybody happy. you know like like, there's going to be guys that like this and don't like that well i mean look at that you did that with uh like 199 as an example you show up with a 36 inch coffin sleeper a long hood Big pipes hanging to thirteen six or better. <laughs> yeah, you know turnouts, big bull haulers. This thing's cool looking. It's two eighty five wheelbase or whatever it is. Where it's like, well, carbon fiber fenders aren't very practical, are they? <laughs> Do they look cool? Yeah. Then we're yeah. good. Yeah. We'll worry about fixing them if we break them. Don't worry. We call it R and D. Marty does it daily for us. <laughs> that's, that's right. I think wreck, it, wreck and destroy. I don't wreck a spell with a W. Don't, don't get all hooked on phonics with me. But we just spell it differently up here. Well, yeah, we spell it cooler. You know, yeah. that's the you know you spell cooler with a with a U in it. No, you don't. That's color. Yeah, I get that. Bug my American friends. They say I spell funny. 
especially people from Wisconsin say it's not funny. And I'm like, wow, it's probably like from Wisconsin. Yeah. It's like it's like an echo chamber in here, but we won't insult the Wisconsinites. We gotta get We're it. We sorry. Gotta, yeah, so sorry. Don't you know? We We're gotta, sorry. We gotta yeah. talk to them later. It's all right, but. You know, that's the thing, like, yeah, you show up to Louisville and it's like, that's the cool is watching innovation. And I mean, like, it's it's really cool watching the classics and what everybody does that little bit different. You see the styling cues and you see, you know, like we've got friends that in the in the industry, like you can tell one of their builds, mm-hmm. you know, because it's got their style, you know, and we like, we have a style too. And a lot of the time our style is keep them guessing. Which is fun, but it also drives, you talk about the crunch and stuff like that, it drives us nuts because you'll, you know, how many redesigns and how many little changes and stuff did you guys go through when you guys were planning and building 220? I know you helped on it a little bit, Chris, you kind of jumped in when guys needed help, but, you know, the two guys that we had on the team then, like, they were kind of turned loose on a lot of things, and and you you guys gave them crazy ideas, and they made them happen, and that's, you know, that's cool watching craftsmen and, and watching stuff like that happen because like there's always the idea people and then there's the building people and when they can merge and make the thing happen that's cool where it gets really dangerous is when the idea person is a craftsman as well and then yeah, you get dangerous. then you get into some uncharted waters and you get to see some really cool right. stuff right but for sure um yeah like and i know like yeah like talking about their first time in louisville like was 220 your first time uh nope my first louisville i think would have been Truck 199, that 07. Um, Legacy. Yeah. Would it, so that would have been spring of 08 then? or Yeah, spring of 08. That's right. And that's kind of where I got the bug. Um, you know, I always loved custom trucks before that. Grew up going to truck shows with my dad with his old 359 prior to truck 57. Um, and then... Uh, that would have been 26? Yeah, truck 26. That's right. Yeah, I think he had a set of Hogue-built fenders on there. You talk about what influences a kid. Um, I remember my dad being so excited he had a set of painted uh, deep drop half fenders on on the back end of that truck. And um, obviously it stuck with me because by 08 I'd started a fender business. Which has grown yeah substantially as, as we sit here and shift products world headquarters. World headquarters. World headquarters. Now, now you're offering half like tub fenders full fenders that's all sorts right. of brackets for stainless fenders and yeah yeah and that's like and that's you know um uh you know invention is the uh necessity is the mother of that's that's what it is wow man Got it. you guys need to hire a better host <laughs> <laughs> but so you know and that's the thing like, and how much of that stuff with you guys with shift is what drove you is hey we want to do this with this truck and i mean with pete you've got you know at that time it was low air leaf low low which is the same just indexed it a little bit different yeah but then the other option was flex air flex air which we didn't have a whole lot of trucks but we did have a run where we had a lot of trucks that had flex air on them. definitely you know um the big suspension yeah and the big thing with flex air too is you got a big drop on them it was really nice for getting in and out of tra- uh, up on underneath trailers and stuff like that but like that's the thing so you, you know it started with you guys wanting to build fenders and then with fenders come mounts definitely you know and we've i don't think all- i quite realized that at first uh, yeah you're like oh it'll be simple the fender will be the hard part right yes and well not quite we've all been involved in those lessons along the way from 
you designing them, you know, David, to Chris testing them, testing, test fitting, helping with manufacturing, installing, and then with me breaking them. Yeah. Because I'm or trying to or trying to sometimes, you know, like and but that's the thing and that's, you know, that's the nice thing about the the working relationship we have here and you know, you've got almost an R&D lab built in because Definitely. you, you know, your regular brackets work for regular fenders, but they also work for your fancy fenders and it's, you know, trying to get into that not one size fits all, but three or four has got pretty much everything covered. That's right. Yeah. And I think the other thing is the ease of installation too. Like we want to make it easy for guys. Well, and that's, and that's the difference between full custom and fleet, right? So like that's the, the goal is to find something that works it for most, yeah. right? Because like, you know, remember the first, like when full fenders became the rage, you know, guys were having these huge side drops. Like they look like um you know 50s and 60s lincolns and cadillacs going down the road yeah with the you know the wheels half covered but (laughs) you know the the practicality of it because like that's thing like you know they they roll on roll on tires man you know black rubber circles they no matter you know we know that for a fact like um no matter how good your tire program is how well you track and how well you monitor and how there's gonna be stuff on the road that (laughs) that's it i mean like you know, like we've had it this year a few times. We've seen it. Big chunks take out fuel tanks, take out fenders. like Ride you know, pipes. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, and there's so much <laughs> stuff that, like, you never know. But that's where the nice thing about working on the custom side, building cool things, but then also having your other foot in the practicality door. Definitely. You know, you can build something that gets along with, with everybody, yeah. right? Well, I think, you know, when whenever we've designed something, I always think... The mechanics are typically bigger and stronger than me, so I don't want to get beat up. <laughs> um, so I usually take that into consideration, you know. Yep. <laughs> well, that's the thing, and that's and that's like you have to, from their standpoint, you have to take in account the productivity. Yes. Because you can't spend all day working on one set of fenders or one product or whatever. So you need something that's in when it's ready it's painted whatever you need to do or if you're doing an on-the-fly replacement because we've done that this winter even like you know in this or this summer and last summer we happened a few times you know something happens you get a piece of road debris or whatever and you know like we got trucks scheduled to go to a couple different shows to go out because the guys you know they love showing trucks they love being part of the the experience and they take such pride in their rides like you know that's one thing that's crazy about you know what we do is like even just their fleet trucks for the most part the guys you're assigned to a truck and that's your truck until you move on to the next ones you know and they, they take such pride in their rides and everything like that so when we can call in and say hey like i caught a gator on the side of the road like um you know a gator means something different in florida than it does in canada <laughs> that's but true in florida it could mean both it could be both you know yeah. but you know you wreck something you get it tied up and you get yourself home but ahead of time you can have that half fender sent to the paint shop or have it set up and then the guys come in and it's almost NASCAR style at six bolts. Yeah. Swap it out, wow. new bracket on if needed, and away you go, right? You're not in a couple hours. Yeah, you're not down for three or four days or a week or something sometimes, right? But well I think even with the tub fenders, you know, one of our focuses always was you gotta get the tire off with the fender still on. Well and that's the thing, because you don't like that's thing if you need roadside service. Yeah. You know, your tire guy in the middle of you know, wherever is not to take a fender no, off. No, man. And like, and then have the driver have it prepped and take off. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Cause you know, like a lot of the old original designs were super heavy. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know, a fender set would weigh a hundred pounds for sure. 
you know, two guys to take it off. Oh yeah, and then or and they got to split the trailer, and you got to take everything off, and you know, and sometimes that's not viable, like. You know, unless you're on a soft shoulder. Well, that's it. Like doing tank work, like you don't can't drop a trailer on side. It's gonna end up on its nose or on the side. One of the two. Yeah. And then the problem just got exponentially worse. (laughs) But you know, so yeah. So I mean, that's been kind of like the the fun and struggle of building and 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 what's happening. You know, like you said, it's the the necessity of it has led to the invention and and the building and progression of a lot of cool things. And that's happened a lot around here. You know, like with. I'll be at the fenders where you guys started and then, you know, and moved on to like stuff like the breather lights, you know, like that's been a, a, a boom in business for you guys. Like, you know, especially around here, like you were in around at night and it's awesome because yeah. you just hear like, there goes shift breather bars, there goes shift oh, breather yeah. bars, you know, and like the multitude of designs, but <clears throat> yeah, that all started with, uh, actually with that 07 legacy, um, Jeff Battler actually sent us our very first set of air cleaner bars. Oh, from 12 gauge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he, he messaged my brother. He put a little message in there. You guys should build these. Um, you know, careful, careful what you suggest, I guess. Um, yeah, and look what it's turned into now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, I think for us it was a, kind of a push out the door um, from, a, you know, somebody that we admired um, that just gave us that extra shove and said, hey, like, you guys got good ideas, get to it. Um, and so he actually gave us our, our very first set and we modified them and made them our own and, you know, created the first design out of that. Okay. Was that, was that a two piece design kind of what you're, it it was not, no, it was a single piece. Um, but we put our very first ones, they're still on, on that truck, on that legacy, um, with penny lights in them, but they're a backlit design. So that's where we created the, the idea of the backlit and the hidden lights, um, and at nighttime that looks so cool because it looks like it's right in the center of the breather when they're lit up right yeah yeah it's like during the day you don't even know they're there yeah yeah so the other the other nice thing about that is because like anything when you have a couple hundred lights on something when one goes out it drives a guy nuts right but with the backlit designs for the most part if it goes out you don't have to have them lit it's not like having Yes. 40 light two inch beehives punched into your cabin sleeper panels and none of them lit up yeah and you're like oh how come your lights aren't working there big fella I'm all like one's out and it drives me nuts oh no turn them on it'll be good and at 60 mile an hour 200 feet in the other lane across the other side you can pick <laughs> out exactly which one's <laughs> out right yeah. oh yeah you know and that hidden design has worked well for you guys because I mean that's the other thing is like a, you know it's we, we do operate it as ostentatious and out there is carbon fiber truck fenders mm-hmm. with paint and pinstripe and clear coat and you can see this beautiful hand laid carbon fiber carbon fiber pattern out there yep. is out there and cool as it is you guys operate on and we all kind of do um, especially the trucks like I've been involved with like we do operate on a less is more principle right for sure you know like that's like with your hidden uh, light air breather air breather lights the cabin sleeper panels where we have the lights hidden underneath or frenched in and you can't see anything until you light them up at night and it you know i mean it's it's just something that we've kind of it's definitely a style that you guys have developed over the years and it's definitely like that's kind of your lane it's not out there we still build the same parts that everybody does it's just a little bit more modern flair on it right for sure yeah just always trying to keep it clean i think um I, I often envision if you know if you're gonna design something or build something, what would the what would the factory do 
if they were building something really cool. Uh, often they don't, uh, but periodically they do. Um, I mean, if you look at the new 389X, they've yeah, had lights exactly. all over it that you can't really um, see. Well, no. I, I think, you know, when when Panalite was building a lot of those parts for for Packard, for Peterbilt. Um, well, I mean, it's it's not, because like the original Xs, yeah. they, they did say Panalite on the inside. Right. Everybody knew. Yes, but I mean, Panalite. Yeah. Like that's like, that's like one of the pinnacles of custom park part building is to have the factory recognize you and be like, hey guys, we want your stuff on our truck. And yeah, it's like, oh, definitely. oh, well, you know, right on. Like, yes. Yeah. And I, th I think for us, you know, we kind of had a small moment like that when Kenworth launched the W990, um, not everybody's favorite truck. Uh, but it was pretty dang cool when I saw the the launch party and the truck that they had built had our fenders on it and I quickly phoned our team um, at that point it was Adam running sales and and I said who'd you sell fenders to and we went through our whole list couldn't find anybody could barely find anybody with a Kenworth mm -hmm. um, you know and nobody from Kenworth and uh, about six months later um, we were at Louisville and a guy comes up to me and uh, he was the, one of the engineers from PACAR and said, hey, I had a heck of a time mounting your fenders on that W990 that we built. And I said, it was you! Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, I said, you know, you never told us. He goes, you know, when I phoned the first time, I was put on a waiting list for your fenders and I really needed them because we had this launch date coming. And... Uh, He's, he said, so I told them I was building a custom Pete and I needed these fenders. And they said, sorry, you're on the list. And he said, I phoned back about two weeks later. And, I said, and he said, to be honest, I'd actually purchased your competitor's fenders and tried mounting them and they didn't work. He said, I was so disappointed. Um, but he, he said, I, I phoned back and said, listen, I really need these. Is there anything I can do to, to get bumped up the list? And normally we wouldn't do it, um, but he he was pleading pretty he good. He was persistent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I get it. You know, as we all talked about earlier, you know, you're building trucks, you're under the gun, you got this yeah. vision and this show that you got to show at, um, and you know, we always try and fulfill as best as we can, and so we got him to him, and yeah, pretty pretty exciting. And he goes, "Yeah, it was me. I had to fake who I was." <laughs> I mean, that's kind of wild too. I mean, like, kudos for him not playing the. The do you know who I am card yeah, for like, sure. For but sure. I mean, like you would have got results. Oh, I definitely would have for but, sure. But like that—that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, so is is do you still in contact with that? Yeah, periodically. Um, you know, it's funny to to be honest. They uh, they they tried replicating our fender brackets, and uh, he told me that he had a lot of brake operators swearing at him because <laughs> they, they couldn't make the bends on the material thickness that we're using. And I said, yeah, that's. That's lots all of, parts lots of, of experience that you've <laughs> yeah. gone through. That's, well, right. that's the trial and error of things, right? Yeah. So, you know, and but I mean, you take a company like you look at that, and they're like, okay, like their big picture is these machines that are, you know, two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollars, and they have to build them to be longevity, and they have yeah. to be, you know, you have to think about dealer reps and warranty and everything oh, like yeah. that. You know, whereas you know they've got, you know. 200,000 irons in the fire and you guys are like well we're over here with fifth we got 15 and we do it really well yes you yeah know? exactly and that's 
Yeah, and I mean, that's what you have to do, right? Do you yeah. concentrate on doing a, a generally okay-ish job? Or, hey, we're going to look at, you know, our wheelhouse and we're going to make sure that we do what we do and we do it to the best of our abilities and make an industry-leading product, right? And yeah, I mean, literally you know, and, wheelhouse. Yeah, it is the house of the wheels. <laughs> and that's what started everything, right? Like, But, no, that's, yeah, it's, uh, it's wild to see where and how and, you know, little tidbits, like little offshoots like that where it's just like you're looking for, Hey, look at oh, 990, and you're like, okay, I get it. It's got a hood. It's cool. And wait a minute, yeah, exactly. I recognize those fenders from oh, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. that's a funny thing. Like my wife, we're go cruising. We were just doing it the other day. We went by a truck in uh, in the hometown there, and we looked at him like, hey, that truck's got shift fenders on it. I'm pretty sure. And she's yeah. like, how do you know that? And I'm like, eh, stare at them all day. It's like, like scrolling through Instagram too. It's like looking at trucks. It's like, wait a second. Yeah, I exactly. Those fenders, like, I those lights. Yeah, no. yeah, I had a hand in that, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's a you know same thing. Growing down the road at night, you know, you see lights, and you're like, oh, I know those lights. Yeah. I know those sleeper panels. Like, oh yeah, you know, and it's cool to see. Like you've done it multiple times. You travel, you know, especially between here and Regina, here in Calgary, stuff. Like at night, you're just like, okay, that's that's pretty cool. Like that's something mm-hmm. that's you know, like homegrown. Like in 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 the in the group of companies we work for and stuff like it's 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 yeah. really cool to see and it's, it's cool to and see. then even when you're you know you're deep down south and you're like oh it must be a canadian truck and you're like i don't know based out of alabama based out of texas based yeah. out of wherever and you're for like sure. oh, that's right that's that's really cool like you know it'd be kind of nice if the truck styles were a little more global and you could get out a little more reach like you know i mean it's a lot of the stuff like with kenworth and stuff i'm sure there's a little bit of crossover kind of with like the aussie stuff but yeah, maybe a bit. I mean, probably more so. It's probably closer to a B model hood. Yeah, yeah. There. Their breathers are a little different because they've yeah. got you know the middle of nowhere desert dust stuff. But then they got to mount it all upside down. <laughs> exactly. Upside upside of the earth. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Upside down and backwards. Like. For sure. Didn't we end up sending some stuff over there? We have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it all turned out. Yeah. Still waiting for the mail to arrive. <laughs> She's on the slow boat. Yeah. <laughs> <But>. Cancer post. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like so, yeah, so like 199 was kind of your guys' first. Um, then, like, did you guys have 220 kind of started or was that like right after you're like, okay? No, not at all. Um, we built Sublime was probably the next big the next one, like one. 214. 214. So we did. Uh, Man, if we, we did two eleven with carbon fenders, yeah. and that was kind of a, a cool factory truck. It was, was that? It was a DPF truck. It wasn't DPF a glider. Truck. Carbon yeah. front fenders. Yeah, yeah. And then, did we do the two piece uh, full fender on that one no, first? Or they no? weren't out yet. Yeah. Not at that point. But two fourteen uh, truck sublime. Uh, so that was a two thousand eight three eighty nine glider, um, and. You know, we we used a Chip Foose color. I mean, Chip Foose was kind of the the big name at the right. time. Um, I mean, still a big name. He's Chip Foose, um, but his his color. He was definitely setting the trends and and pushing the envelope. Um, and so it was like a precursor to like that green that they run on the Camaros. Kind of yeah, sim- like. similar but better. It was a li- it was a little more yellow. It wasn't a, a brighter. Wow. <laughs> get into it. Allegiances for the later, <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely similar. So black on top uh, and lime on the bottom, which yeah. is why we called it sublime. Um, 
and then we did you know the original carbon tubs um, prior to us building any true tooling they were kind of one-off fenders um, smooth deck plates we did that funky uh, polished metal pipe uh, airline, airline. Yeah, yeah yeah those were really slick yeah. coming out of there um, we did the um, angled cab skirts so that's not something that's very common uh, yeah. I think yeah. it's one of the only trucks with yeah. it um, yeah, with the, the reducing angle towards the back yeah exactly again just and another one of those features where it just looks fast sitting that, still. and that's exactly what yeah. it came from is how, how do you make something you know sports car designers do it all the time uh, you just give it a certain amount of speed even even when it's parked yeah and there was a beautiful truck like 6nz cat in yeah it. that's right painted lime green painted lime green yeah yeah it was it was really slick we pulled yeah. the the paint up onto the grill but not totally yeah you know and i think that's one of the things when when people are going uh at that time it was bigger fenders more you know if it was painted it was everything painted yeah. you know and so our our stance was really uh, moderation you know can you can you build it in moderation and make it look cool and just add the the fine touches where someone's got to yeah. know when they look at it that this has been massaged someone's been here well and that's and that's the thing and I think that was like I think it's a chip foos thing and like like your dad said like the the best thing you can do for a for a modification or something and have it on the vehicle is have somebody ask you what did you change here Yes, exactly. Right? right to have it to have it look factory and look, you know, everything's there's a general theme, there's a fit and finish, and there's a final product and have the quality and the theme and everything roll through the build. And I mean, like, and that's a hard thing, like, like especially with trucks because like they're they're utilitarian, they're angular, they're big and they're tough. They're you know twenty thousand pound machines that are meant to pull another sixty thousand or. Oh, another hundred and twenty thousand down the road, yeah, like you know, definitely. if it's you well, know. and I think you know, I always compare them to to hot rods and sports cars because uh, when someone buys a, a semi truck, their expectation they're going to do that ten to twelve thousand miles a month legally. Some yeah. might push it beyond, you know. That's what you're talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about. Really? Nope. Okay. How many ELDs you got in your truck? Just one. Oh yeah. Yeah. How many in your on your cell phone? A couple different apps. Just one. Different just logins. So you're like a spy. Just, just just one. Don't ask how many companies I use. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, you compare that to somebody buys a, you know, even a pickup truck. Uh, you know, you go and buy a brand new pickup. Twelve thousand miles is what they expect you to do in a year. Yeah. Um, and then you compare that even further to a hot rod. Uh, Twelve thousand miles is is a lifetime. Yeah, pretty much because uh, it's only going to come out on a nice day. Yeah, exactly. And right. and and so when we're developing stuff, you know, you got to think this has got to do that every month. It's longevity that we're building for. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you want the look, but it's so important to be able to do the job, right? So now two fourteen or Sublime, um, when we sold that truck. Uh, the the guy who bought it he wasn't too keen on uh, on those cab skirts, uh, but he was super kind and he mailed them back to me. Oh, that's right, we do have those back. Yeah, so yeah. one day I still see I seen a post the other day. He uh, will had that at a truck show. Still yeah, looks good. Still oh, looks it's a great, gorgeous truck. You know, and it, it's 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 classic. Like I mean, and we've done you know crazy multi colors and like we've done monotone themes and you know like but like you know it's and 
yeah, it's just a style thing. It's cool. Like it's yeah. just that's one of those trucks that you, he'll change a lot. But as long as you see those base colors, we'll always know that truck. You know, yeah, and it's that's right. and it's cool. Like you see it every you used to see it every once in a while. Run around and you know, stick my arm on the window and wave at him, talk to him for a bit. And yeah, yeah, I think it's so important. You know, as with any project, the the whole fun part is making it your own. That's what we're doing here. You know, our our goal is we get to. Honestly, it's it's humbling, but we get to build parts for people to build their dream vehicles. Yeah. Um, and and to me, that's that's part of what gets me out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, I know for Chris, probably in the shop there, you know, we get to develop parts together yeah. that other guys are going to go, and we don't know what they're going to build, but it's yeah. going to be exciting. Yep. Well, that's the thing, and I know, like um, in the office, like you know, Renz and Leeds and everybody, when they when they send parts out and stuff, it's like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, this, this. Okay, cool. We'll send us pictures when you're done, or you know, yes. add us to Instagram or whatever. And that's the beautiful part of social media yeah. is like, you know, with just a quick hashtag or a mention or something like that, we, you're we want to see your stuff. Well, yeah, yeah and you're exactly. all of a sudden you're just we're, boom. We're, we're excited to see. Yeah, your stuff. exactly. Because yeah, like yeah. it's it's cool to see what other people's ideas are and. You know, we know what we would do with it and what we've done with it. And then when you see somebody jumps out of left field and does something, you're like, oh, man, it was right there. Yeah, come on. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> you know, so then you phone the guy, but then your brain starts working and you're like, hey, if he's doing that, maybe he could run this breather light, but paint it or do yes. something yeah. else fun yeah. with it, right? Like, yeah. But, yeah, so, hey. So yeah, so after 214, that's when you would have started with 220, right? And that yeah. was that that was that legacy truck that we got and it was it was a cool truck. Oh, yeah. And I mean it was it was cool to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, it was it was a different spec for sure. Yeah, it was way out from what we were used yeah. to. Yeah. Cuz that was that factory 315, 310, 310, 310 wheelbase I mean, factory. I mean anything over 3 is just Yeah. Especially in Canada. Well, even at that time, because when, like, with 199 at 280, we were like, oh, this is... This is long. Yeah, this is outlaw stuff. I think here, even right? most of the Americans weren't even running that long yet. Yeah. Like, at that point, it, 280 was about as long as you'd see. But for 310, though, like, the, that was... Well, yeah, and, that's, and that's a big truck. It's a big truck. Definitely. Yeah, but it, but it works, because, like, that's what I've, like, you know, I've said before, like, as long as you can take the truck, and you stand beside it, and you can kind of make it in thirds everything's got to be proportional proportional because you got a long hood so then that truck had what they called the 72 at the time the big shack and then you know so there's the hoods a certain size it's a certain the cabin sleeper peterbilt magically got eight more inches out of it well yeah whatever like like, (laughs) it is what it is but like you know that truck was super cool coming in and then well it's a six and a quarter with an automatic. Well, and right? again, so yeah. it's it's monster long. Yeah. It's got an Eaton auto shift in it. Auto shift, so it still has a clutch in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is good for burnouts. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. <laughs> oh, I've seen them, Marty. But, I've seen them. Um, you know, and then, yeah, a six and a quarter. Like, it, yeah. was, it was cool. And I mean, wow. that one, you guys went, you guys went off on that truck. It's Gosh, got carbon fiber. It's got smooth panels it's got carbon fiber hood scoops that are originally roof scoops no uh hood scoop subaru wrs Sub- yeah um yeah. frenched in maserati fuel caps mm-hmm. um different grill 
Yeah, completely different grill. The grill's made up of it's it's very well, it's yeah, it's a billet grill uh, that we modded, um, but it's it's curved. So people are doing billet grills at the time for for Pete's, but they're always doing them flat. Yeah, this one's and, curved though. Yeah, exactly. So it curves. So and this is this is like drawing from you and your brothers and your dad's love of custom Ford pickups. <laughs> It's a family there, tree. You there, can't get away from it. There, there is definitely a love of custom Ford pickups. You know, and it's all about it's the ovals. It's <laughs> yeah, whether it's you a red it. oval or a blue uh, oval. Yeah. Polaris, <laughs> Ford, Ford, yeah, we got so, it. And that's the thing. So, like, it's it, it draws from so many different um, areas to build, and it's just this conglomeration that works. And I know, and it, and it's it was the first one where, like, man, the purists just went wild what's that hey, Peter belt with no you know no stacks all i hear is like from cars when <laughs> lightning mcqueen i didn't have kids but when lightning mcqueen comes up beside me he's like hey mac he's like i ain't no mac i'm a Peter belt that's exactly whenever anybody says like that yeah, truck's got no stacks it's that voice for sure 100 percent that voice but, I but mean, it, half these guys don't even see in person they're already judging and it's like you don't even see the detail that's went into this thing yes, oh and exactly. i mean the thing is and the thing is an absolute weapon i mean jonathan and i went down to oh what show was that we did uh super rigs in lacrosse with swiss mike and then oh, we yeah. went down to texas and coming back and i had 257 and 257 was no slouch it was a 390 wind geared truck it was you know another very 550-ish truck. Yeah. And, like, we're coming up hills and coming up out of Texas and Oklahoma and stuff, and, oh, here comes this big orange girl right past me. Not like, don't even break in a sweat. And I'm like, oh. And, and, well, that's, okay, so that's, yeah, you get crazy with the specs with that, with 220. It was 625, Eaton Auto Shift, and, like, 306 rears. It's a fast truck. Yeah. Like, you know, that's everybody's like, oh, I got a 100 mile an hour truck and then blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, that truck looks like it does 100 miles an hour it, and probably physically will do 100 it, miles it, an de- hour. It definitely will. You know, um, like, we, should, we I always said we should take that down to Bonneville and just let her eat. Well, when, when we were going to SEMA with it, uh, I was in the pickup and uh, we were definitely in that 100 mile per hour territory. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, and, and that's, you know, there's no speed limit over out that way. Right? Well, it said to slow down for construction to 75 miles per hour. Oh. So, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's where it's at. But, um, you know, that truck's like, yeah, like front to back. Like, you know, you start, like, like you talked about with the Sublime truck. Um, that was fully painted grill with just the front, mm-hmm. just the front yeah. being polished aluminum. Now, you know, was that a nod to traditionalism or was that a nod to, hey, man, we live and work in Canada and stuff on the front facing of it gets chipped all to heck. Yeah, I think it's a combo, right? You know, because you look at that bumper, you know, it's a, a gullwing peat bumper with a painted valance on the bottom. Right, it's actually a reverse. It's reverse. a chrome, it's a chrome, a chrome valance on a painted bumper. See, there you go. Yeah. Look at that. I've been out of the game so long I forget. But yeah. Just go look at it in the back I, shop already. You know, uh, and we're pushing the envelope with that. Like, not a lot of people run painted bumpers, but you can't just put a painted bumper on a Pete uh, and expect it to look good. It's not going to look good. Well, and that's and that goes back to especially theme. with that truck, right? Yeah, exactly. Like Everything is. But but I think you know what what we're going off of. If you look at any, um, just look at pickups, for example, where you know in the past it was all chrome bumpers, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden they went. 
painted bumpers, and then well, there's that, some sort of combo between the two. Well, that was the, the custom world was painted bumpers. That's yeah. right. And then the factories, and now I mean, look at like well, you have you, roll pads on the old yes, yeah, yeah, and Chevys, exactly. right? You know, and that's yeah. the thing. Like you look at you drive a Ram, yeah. a Sport, it's painted. Painted. You know, you drive. You've got a Ford. Mm-hmm. And yours are painted? No, they're chrome. Oh, but you can order the like the the black appearance. But you look at the dually; it's painted. Yeah, but you, and I mean, like you couldn't get you know painted. Not with six seats; doesn't work. Man, got, I got too many kids. It's not for family men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they think all family guys. You gotta love yeah. chrome. That's you gotta it. have chrome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have chrome bumpers and yell at kids for being on your lawn. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Gotta stand in the window drinking your coffee, looking at your chrome bumpers. Yeah. <laughs> Give it the old like. You see a spot, you lick your finger. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't have time for that. <laughs> There's another one of our classic detours and offshoots. But, you know, and that's the thing. Like that truck, we could, man, we could talk for an hour. Like that truck's got, you know, custom panels, custom steps, custom mirror arms. Those came from. Yeah, we got them from 12 gauge, you know, like, uh, but we modified them when we got them. Well, I mean, like you gotta, you gotta, everything's that way, right? Um, Custom panels between the fuel tanks and the front drives. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Custom sleeper uh, extension, extension yeah. panels, and those have captured washer uh, button heads. Like yeah, Same real thing. race car parts. Yeah, those the grill has them too. Yeah. Those came from Ring? Yeah, Ring. Oh, brothers. really? So yeah, those are already from, like, Fulham. Yeah. 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 Parts. You know, and that one's, like, a uh, fully shaped frame? Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Pretty not, close? Not quite, but it's But, close. I mean, and but then, we, modi- we modified because we couldn't, you know, we didn't want to get too crazy, uh, especially hauling dangerous goods. you got to be mindful yeah. of that stuff. Well, yeah, you're not going to go and weld in your... Members. Your cross member bolts and stuff like that, because there is there is you know there's a functionality that needs to be needs Definitely. to be with the truck, right? Yeah. But like you know, the other thing you guys did with that truck that was wild too, you had this wild orange, which is like, you know, it's probably got half a tanker full of flake in it or pearl in it. Like it's just <laughs> insane. For sure. There's three trucks you can. There's like two for sure. I can tell from our fleet from like three miles away. One is 199 because oh, it's yeah. so low, yes. and, the and then the pipes are, are so high, high it looks like a set of scaffolding coming down the road. <laughs> at you. And then the other one is 220 because this orange glow it could be it could be the most overcast and dreary day ever, mm-hmm. and here comes this ball of pearl orange barreling down the highway <laughs> sure. at you. Well, and that that was a direct response to building that 07 Legacy, that first one in such a dark color. Uh, we just found that uh, people didn't see it. They didn't see what it was. Uh, so you went to two opposite sides you of know, the scale. The, the pendulum right? definitely like, swung yeah. far. On it's the, like we on went dark one. now, or like super bright. <laughs> For sure, yeah. I was at back to the fifties, um, and and I'll give this. It was on a Camaro, you know, um, originally when I saw the color. I'm not a big Camaro fan, but that color caught me, and it was exactly that. I saw that color from so far away amongst thousands of cars. And I said to my brother, I, I said, that, that's the color. Like, we have to figure that out. And so we reached out, and uh, the, the guy who actually blended it for us, uh, it's a custom PPG, and he was referred to as a color guru, uh, which supposedly in the States, I don't know if it's true or not, there's only six huh. um, color gurus. Wow. And so he custom blended it. Um, 
I want to say it's Hyper Pearl Orange or something like that. I can't quite remember the name of it. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then you took that and then you mixed it with a full on satin flat black. black. Yeah, just a bit. Which, yeah, three, two big stripes or something, full length of the truck and hood, and then the frame. Frame. seven eighths of the frame two tone and then the, the wheels yeah. yeah and then the wheels have flat in the disc part of the wheel like yeah you know like went yeah went and then the, the wheels like harken back to like nascar wheels because they got the flat black centers and like they just yeah like yeah that one was wild and yeah. i think uh was that our first polished fifth wheel as well or was 214 214 one yeah. And of course, yeah, that was, you know, truck guys, right? Yeah. Like, well, look, it comes with aluminum fifth wheel, and everybody's like, we can polish that. <laughs> yeah. We can polish that. Anything, can definitely polish that. anything in aluminum will polish. And it's like, yes. and yeah. it's like <laughs> I think it was like 20 minutes after looking at it, and somebody comes over with a set of like three quarter inch wrenches to start removing the <laughs> fifth wheel. And yeah. Get, get the lift. We're taking the fifth wheel off. It's aluminum. You can carry it. Oh, okay. Right on. <laughs> But, you know, and like that truck there, like I said, yeah, that truck there, we could just, we could go hours on it. Oh, it's cool. yeah. And that's maybe one that we should, as a supplement, maybe deep dive and like For bring sure. it out of retirement, do something with it. You yeah. Know, I mean, like, it sounds weird to say bring a truck out of retirement, but. Yeah, it's essentially, it's lived a pretty easy life. It's pulled a, you know, loads. Yeah, here and there. We do, uh, uh, oh, we missed our, oh, we could still make it happen. You need to get somebody to get a hold of McLaren. Let's go pull. Go get that thing to Vegas, and yeah. we'll put the McLaren trailers behind it. Yeah, we're going Come. to Texas. Texas. Well, this Texas. Weekend. We got Texas and Vegas. Well, we're not going to make it to Texas. Right. Well, in that truck we could. What for the F one race? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, come yeah. on. I mean, it would definitely fit pulling an F one team. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's their colors right now, so it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah. That orange. Yeah. They'd have to blend. I, I, do they maybe, bring the full race? Maybe we could just trade. Down? We could trade them yeah, for yeah. a McLaren. You know, yeah. probably similarly priced. Similar. Oof. Oof. <laughs> bargain, bargain McLaren, maybe. No, I hey, get a seven twenty for that easy. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably get a six fifty. <laughs> There's a seven twenty on Henderson. There is so many supercars here in Winnipeg now. Yeah, it's unreal. I seen a electric Hummer driving around the other day. Yeah, I saw one too. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All white. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. That is an attention grabber. Yeah, it, it is it, for sure. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. I couldn't believe how big it was. I know. Like. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Land yacht. Yeah. You call it, just call it the QE2, <laughs> but yeah, so a little offshoot there. We won't get certain electric vehicles just yet. We'll get, we'll get established before we go down that Save road. Save that for another day. Save that for Uncle Bill. That's right. Oh, yeah, let's get him fired up. Day. We don't. We just we just let him ramble and tell him the mic's on. But yeah, so yeah, there's two twenty. So that was a monster build. That was years. Yeah, definitely three or four. Uh. Yeah, it was for sure too. Um, you know, and it got the name High Anxiety because everyone was getting stressed, right? So. Not not only the people working on it, but some of the guys that drove it afterwards too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's the other thing because that thing like tried killing your brother. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like that thing's like static right height going like right height going down the road. It's fully bagged front and rear, and it's got a old school. P 
prototype Pete front multi-link airlift. Yeah. Like it's got kind of like a scissor link at the yeah. back for the rear spring hanger and stuff. And I mean, it's smooth. I've driven the truck. It was just around the perimeter. Like it is. Yeah. My word, it is something else. That thing. Like I you, mean, that wheelbase helps too. <laughs> yeah. It just floats. Like I always wondered what a land speeder from Star Wars would drive like. It's got to drive. <laughs> <laughs> just floats on the air. And it, it it glows orange going down the road yeah. just like it. Too. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, it's cool. Like so, yeah, that thing's that thing's as cool as it yeah. It, you know, I think for us, probably one of the highlights for me was when we took it to SEMA. Um, we had it parked out front right beside the Von Gidden Jr. drift booth. Yeah. And uh, Oh, I remember seeing it. I was so jealous I didn't get to go. Yeah. I mean, what, a, what an experience. But, I mean, we spent the weekend just wiping the rubber chunks off of the truck, off that orange. Um, there's so much rubber in the air. It's crazy. Um, and then, I mean, we got to go and help clean up Von Gidden's cars as well uh, over the weekend. But... That was, that was probably remember, one of the cooler experiences. Yeah, I remember seeing um, the videos and stuff from that you guys got back, and that sounded like, yeah, it was a riot. Mm-hmm. Like, that's definitely, I know you've never been to CMA, Chris. No. Yeah, it's definitely one on my list, too. Like, I can only imagine the stuff that's Well, and there. I mean, that's the thing, because like you've been to both, and like when you go to like something like Matt's, like the first time you're at Louisville at the Mid-America Truck Show, I'm like, I'm walking and walking and walking and I'm like, okay, this is wild. And like, Matt's in between having the truck cleaned and I usually show up late. Like, yeah, I think our record was what, four hours or five hours before judging started? You got the running late award. I am award winning at being late. <laughs> that's how good we are. That is, that's yeah, that's, that's a... That's a resume point. That's, that's good. But, yeah, like, um, you know, Matt's is, what, 1,200 booths? 1,200? Is it 1,000? You would know because, I mean, you yeah, you guys book year in, year out now. I'm not sure how, how many booths it is. Uh, it's a huge show, though. I mean, but, I mean, what's SEMA compared to that? Like, oh, it's, like, it's, it's five of those? Yeah, it's got to be close. Well over it, double, like. Yeah. And I mean, like Louisville takes you, you, you can devote a day and you can see it in a day, but you don't take it in in a yeah, day. Yeah, that's see, right. You know. Yeah, SEMA is a, is a three day for sure if you're going to see everything. Um, and then I would say, you know, we haven't even touched on the Apex show yet, uh, which runs alongside the SEMA show. So you've got both at the same time. And What's the Apex show? Uh, it's more like suppliers and in that side like your hardware and stuff like that yeah oh okay yeah that's right oh cool the other big one i'd like to see and i mean it, it is in our wheelhouse would be ces consumer oh, electronic. yeah yeah definitely. like i mean there's a lot of like a little bit of a video game nerd but i mean i do still rock a ps3 because yeah. hey i'm a country Are you playing bejeweled on your phone or what man <laughs> My phone games are. Come got the old school Nokia. Play snakes. Oh. Hey, snake was great. You, no matter how how mad you got, you were you throwing a brick at the wall. Now it's like, man, I got my my jeans are too tight. My, my jeans are too tight. My phone will break. It. Like, but oh man, so like yeah. Like, and that's the thing, like, that's that's another part of, like, the show truck stuff that I never realized, like, so much was the industry shows mm-hmm. and everything like that. Like, I mean, you guys were with us, aside from me being 
an absolute jagaloon my first time out in public going to a truck show and and, and just and running a little bit wild like once i got in and seen the the breadth and the expanse of it like looking at what the dealers put in like that was still when oems like were like it was full out like thursday night everybody met and they had espresso bars and everything like that and i never i only got in there for like a half like a half hour last of it like and it's like holy what, before they kicked you out or what well yes <laughs> kicking and screaming but still you know and then like you know we've got you know we got to go to dinner with uh some executive types from yeah, the big red oval and stuff like and that was again you know the country kid and just not you know, in this fancy steakhouse on the 13th floor or whatever it was or 12th floor for and, sure you know that was totally cool and like yeah the, you know, the stuff I've got to see between those truck shows and uh, you know like super rigs a couple super rigs I've been to like it's just oh it's so cool there's some some definite ones that I want to hit that I haven't been to like St. Ignace would be cool I heard it's really cool for sure um, Salt Lake City you ever make it to Salt nope. Lake no man that's like they I've heard it's beautiful oh, out it's on like the grass a, oh it's like a golf course yeah I fell asleep I was polishing the inside of the tanks and again I ran all night from <laughs> Alberta to get there and I'm like oh maybe I'll just close my eyes for a minute somebody came woke me up like two hours later like are you okay I'm like oh I'm great now <laughs> <laughs> just had a nice nap yeah, napped yeah. in the grass like a hippie let's go reset the go. logbook oh right. <laughs> you know but that was in the other big thing i noticed from that so like salt lake city is a fundraising show mm-hmm. and that's for uh kids kidney camp i that's believe right, right? yeah you know and like the organizer man i wish i could remember his name but um he come f- i seen him jump in his golf course and come riling up and then jumps on the step i hadn't even stopped yet and he's like thank you guys for coming we love when you guys come down and he was just so appreciative because he knows sometimes those are the best shows right well, yeah. and that's it and i mean especially like truck drivers and stuff it's always been they always have big hearts yeah. and i mean like anything they do involved in help like i mean there's song like red sovine's teddy bear it's a song about that for sure you know and that's yeah. still you know we do a ton of fundraising at work yeah. and it's just and it's it's our in our spirit naturally especially yeah. you know being the company founded by you know truck drivers and stuff like that like it's just in in the nature like we always you know we have our chili cookouts and we do food drive and we do lots of benefit and you guys do a lot in your personal lives as well volunteering yeah. time and stuff you know and habitat for humanity yeah we had yeah, you know a couple builds yeah for sure yeah and it's it's you know and that's just the way you have to do it right you know when you're you know, it's, there's so much to be thankful from 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 everything we do. That if you have the opportunity and you have the means to give back, whether it's time or if it's a another type of contribution or something like that, it's always nice to do it, right? And you know, and yeah. sometimes you know, I like to think that we contribute and cool sometimes too, because we do. You know, we do like to pay homage, and we take like the. You know, I hate the term sometimes, but, you know, we take the old school trucking values and the old, like, what the trucks used to look like, and we just twist them a little bit, and we turn everything up a notch, right? I still think we need to do a snowman truck. I'm going to hold you to that one. Okay. <laughs> halfway there. There's a side note. Oh, got that, that beat. Was it a B-hood that we brought in with the classic Kenworth uh, Seminole there? Yes. Or is it an L? It's a, a B. B. It is a B, right? Yeah. The one sitting next door right now. Yeah, yeah I know. I yeah. haven't gone over and looked at it in a bit, but yeah so i mean like yeah it's it's just it's so much to be thankful for and then we've you know we're only at truck 220 and i mean like we've built that was really when we started kicking off trucks yeah definitely we built a lot since that point you know because that would have been 
Yeah, 2011. Is when you showed it. Yeah. yeah. So we When you were finished. Yeah, yeah. We started around 08, 09 on that truck, and we showed it in 2011 with yeah. it. Yeah, because then... So. Yeah, because, yeah, that was just, like, my first show would have been 257, which would have been the spring of 13. Yeah. Right? Because it was a 13, and we got those trucks. Because we did 252 and 257. We took the Louisville, yeah. right? No, I think 257 was probably the next one, right? It was a pretty big build. Yeah. 252. 252 was nice as well. Because yeah. that was same thing. Full yeah. full bare bones gliders, and yeah. then they got the full fenders treatment. Yeah, one was a Detroit, one was a cat. You yep. got the cat. Yep. I had to pull around my fat head. But yeah, there you go. Well, and then that was that was my introduction to show trucking was when I was kind of picked, and I thought we were just doing because I had been running uh, one fifteen, which was like that thing's a two thousand, and I mean that's still a cool truck too. Yeah, and that thing was wild. Like that's a you know that was like eight inch pipes. It had oh, yeah. orange scallops. It was yeah. the last the flash that flat dash yeah. peats. Uh, 48 inch sleeper and then it was full canadian spec had big diffs big 244 tires. wheelbase on 24s like it was cool and a big cat too it's like still getting her done i mean it just yeah. went in the shop now but yeah she might be in all of the pieces yeah <laughs> they're, they're all still there <laughs> everything's there that one's one that's thing you know what that's an old girl that's earned its keep that thing's got to be well into three million k i would think oh it's been getting, around the block. Getting there. Been around the sun a few times. I think times. the uh, fuel tanks are about worth in. Yeah. From getting polished so many times. Remember your brother had that air buffer. That thing was so loud. You remember that? <laughs> Run off the truck air. Just yeah. Like, so you got like, so you got this big cat with eight inch pipes sitting there at about 1100 RPM <laughs> to, to supply the air. Yes. And then you've got this air power buffer just wah! Trunk, yeah. And the trucks are running. Yeah, and it's this orange <laughs> scallop thing. Like, like it's like, hey, look at me, look at me, it's shiny, <laughs> and it makes all the noise in the world. But anyway, so, but yeah, like that was yeah. So then after I, that, we got picked. Uh, your dad talked to me and said, yeah, well, well, we're gonna build this new truck. We'd like you to pilot. I said, oh, okay, cool. And I drove you nuts with yeah, the paint scheme. It's true. Actually, you're but, in my office way too much. Yeah, I would draw while I was sitting loading and like sitting at night, and I'd take pictures and email them. <laughs> then I'd bring everything in. We'd go over it again, and but I mean, we did kind of pretty cool paint. Job. We did come up with something pretty cool, and again, we brought you know the vinyl out onto the to the, to the grill on that one, right. yeah. and it was was that one of your first set of production fronts? Yeah, it would have been for yeah. sure. Your first and set of three D yeah, front two, fenders. Well, Starsky and Hutch, I think, probably. Oh, I can't believe I forgot about yeah, that. Two thirty five, two thirty five, yeah. like two thirty four, two thirty four. Kermit, and that was another full fender yeah. truck, and that thing was cool. You want to talk about standout? Like that was a, yeah. and that thing was lime green too. That was a Van Dyke <sighs> truck. Yeah, that thing that was, big. was ordered, came in the wrong color, and that was that was through another one of our like just connections in the industry, yeah. like. Well, that's Clint Moore. You know, I mean, like, you know, yeah. that's, you know, that's been a relationship. You go back, like, that's 235 would be an 11. Yeah. And before, what, did you guys buy 214 from him as well? No, 214 was bought here locally. Okay. Um, but 234 we bought off of Clint. He had it. 34, 35. Yeah, 34, Starsky. 35. I mean, that was a big dis- departure from us because it was red. 
For sure. But it was was dang cool. Yeah. One of the last four cat motors to come out of the factory. Um, Right. You know. uh, What was it? 295, I think. It was long. Yeah, with a small sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. 36. It was yeah. a lot of frame, and it was a oh, yeah. had a, it was a train. No, that one didn't have a lift. Up. No lift axle on that one. No, thirty five was lift axle. Thirty five was lift axle. Thirty four did, but anyway. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, that was a full fender yeah, truck. Probably could have fit two lift axles on probably, that truck. Yeah. Had so much frame rail. Look like a then put a dump box on it. Looks like it's ready to haul coal in Tennessee yeah, or that's something. Right. right? Had to go. <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a wild truck too. That was the same thing. Full deck plates, like, I think that one had an eye panel in between the tanks, Mm -hmm. a bazillion lights. Yeah. I think, you know, it's interesting, a lot of people know it for the black visor. Yeah. Uh, Really upset a lot of people. Another Um, one of those out of line. I'm surprised you didn't try and make one out of carbon. Yeah, that's true. We we probably could have at some point. Like, how Um, cool if you'd found a carbon with, like red fibers in it yeah that's true that would have been that's that that's that 2020 hindsight right like oh we should have done this that's like guys that's (laughs) how many years ago 13 years ago yeah but you know it 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 turned heads uh it was a great truck and it worked like crazy yeah well then that one ended up with uh into magazines too like Mm -hmm. that was in uh 10-4 wasn't it Yeah. yeah i believe so yeah biggie yeah another personality you get to meet you get to meet so many that's that's a cool thing that, that was Meeting the other thing just to touch on that yeah like and that's an in-truck showing too like the majority and the vast majority of people we've met through the industry are just cool because they're all like-minded individuals okay. like and they they understand like they're working trucks they have to make money they have to be practical well sorry we've yeah with 220 <laughs> we're definitely the kings of impractical as well but you know, like they understand, and it's just a love of the trucks too, right? Yeah, but I mean, you see, there's lots of guys out there that do have a couple of those impractical trucks, but most of them do have those nice trucks that work every single day. Well, and that, I mean, look at yeah. there's so many of those fleets, and it, it's really cool to be part of one of those. I don't know how you describe it, like if it's a Keystone fleet or one of those very obvious fleets. Like, you know, I don't, you know, a lot of people don't understand when I tell them, like, you know, like we're. At, we're getting ready to put, you know, our 400th numbered truck here in the next yeah. near future online. Mm-hmm. And for the, we have used schemes again and again, but for the most part, we've never painted anything identical. Re- never. No. Really. Like, you know, and that's, that's wild to go f- through 400 trucks and be like that. Yeah. And I mean, like there's yeah. been some owner operators that have had, you know, seminal trucks and this and that. And, like, there's been a lot of schemes, you know, that we've used along the lines. But, like... But even that with the owner-operators, they're never the same, like... No, there's color flip-flops yeah. and, you know, it's crazy. Like, and it's been really cool. But you can always tell something that we've had our hands in. There is a style to us, you know. For sure. You know, there's a style, like, you can tell a, a farmer's oil truck. You can tell an Accord truck. Oh, yeah. You can tell a Davis Bros truck. You know, like, there's... And, you know... But even with the jade side too, you can almost tell it. Like if you're running around here in Manitoba or Canada, you can tell it's a jade truck, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean that's a crazy. Like out my way, there's so many trucks out there hauling grain, and farmers I, have bought over yeah. the years. And I just drove out that way. Yeah, I, I saw, right I saw four four old jade trucks. One was thirty yeah. plus years old. Eighty-eight. Uh, uh, Sixty-seven. 
truck. Oh, truck sixty-seven. Oh, pulling grain, and I couldn't believe it. There, there it went. You know? Yeah, I see eighty-eight on the regular. Oh yeah. I mean, that was a departure too when your dad bought that one because that was a Detroit powered. He bought yeah. a pile of them at once. They turned to be eighty-nine and ninety. Yeah, they turned to be fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, they were trucks. great trucks. Definitely. Wow. Two of them, I think, are like eighty-eight and eighty-nine. I think are still working. I don't know what ninety because I've never seen it. But me, me and my wife were driving the other day, and she's like, "Oh, look, there's a J truck." I'm like, "No, that's an old J truck." Yeah. He's hauling potatoes, like. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Good old truck, two nineteen, potato king. Yep. Yep. Pass that one all the time yeah. too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, somewhere between Portage and all the time. So that's right. I mean, that's and that's kind of a cool legacy to have. Definitely. You know? And I mean, like, not everything's you know doing it for your legacy, but there's so much that you can't see. And I mean, like, and it's like with you, the fenders. You know, you can see your lights, you can see your fenders, you can see your chrome parts. Right. You know, the legacy of it's cool, Chris. You can see all the stuff you've done through shift yeah. and jade but then now the the outside work that yeah. you you've done too because like that's the thing like you guys do a lot of outside stuff and you do a lot of work with you know the oem guys when you give a chance like you yeah. can you know like it's 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 awesome like yeah. and you get to see that and there's that pride in workmanship there's that pride of involvement there's for sure you know that little piece of you know that somebody came to you and they appreciate what you've done and you've designed and they just think it's the coolest and they want it on their stuff yeah. and, it, and it's cool right yeah. like yeah even to be like in a store and you're wearing a jade shirt it's like oh you worked for jade it's like yeah the nice green shiny trucks like yeah that's always, you know like <laughs> that's always that's yeah. always been a cool one like, but yeah yep so yeah and then yeah like man we we can burn hours talking yeah we better wrap well and i mean like we can we can slowly wind it down here you know i got a bunch of notes that we didn't even get to but it is what it is so um you know in the long run like that so we, maybe we will wrap it up you know um you know, there's, we're looking to a few questions. Maybe we'll see if there's stuff like, uh, you know, Chris being a mechanic, um, what's, uh, what's a tool that you have in your toolbox you couldn't live without? Or what's a tool that you would, you know, anybody that's inspiring to be a truck builder or be a mechanic, like what's, uh, what's one or two or a couple of things that you think have just been fantastic and, and you couldn't live without? I mean, basically, good set of sockets, good set of ratchets. Yeah. That is... Chris, I thought your toolbox was the snap-on truck. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, shout out to Barry. Barry, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, um, yeah, like you know, just basic, good, basic hand tools. Yeah, good. Basic build from there, yeah. right? Like build, that's a good place from to start. Because yeah. I mean, like you're probably still rocking your original socket and ratchet sets that you started when you started in the industry. Pretty close, like a, you know, it's taking you years. Like I said, it's been 17 years. You started yeah. with us fresh. You went through school. Went through school, came to Jade through a, like a work placement kind of thing, and then got hired on right after school through college, and then been here ever since. It's fancy green truck sketch all the time. Yeah. You know? um, but I like I used me and my dad used to drive by Jade all the time, and I'm like, oh, that's a cool place. Like, I wonder what it'd be like to work there. And now here I am. Full circle. Full circle working here. It's been a great place. (laughs) Yeah, I relate to that totally. I grew up driving with my grandfather, uh, pulling Super B tankers across northern Ontario. And we have I've done that a time or two, once or twice we've done that, you know, and it's just it's cool that full circle. I mean like it's a you know, the industry's like a family. Um, dysfunctional at times and then other times it's just amazing. And that's what Jade is, it's like a family. You get treated like family and 
Yeah, dysfunctional at times. <laughs> at times, definitely. We don't have to get along, but we all have the same goal, yeah. and that's you know, and that's what it is, and that's what I tell. I especially if I have new people with me or we're running around and stuff like that, it's like, hey, just remember, everything you do reflects on the company. Yeah. It reflects on yourself, reflects on the company, and it reflects on the rest of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We might not get along personally. We might have different views and everything like that, but. At the end of the day, we're all driving for the same goal. Yeah. We're making a we're making a good living. We're helping the company advance, and we're going to look good doing yeah, it, right? Exactly. So, uh, David, like you know, in your entrepreneurial career and stuff like that, with helping building, we didn't even get to. We probably do a whole another episode with you talking about just running through like building a shift and the advice along the way and everything like that. But if anybody's looking to get into even if it's car parts or building, you know, custom phone cases, 3D printing, or is there any kind of like specific advice or anything that you would you would help to pass along for somebody to make life easier or, or a little bit tidbit to like not get not get drowned out into something or not get too bummed out about it? Like, yeah, I think uh, honestly, I think one of the the key things is perseverance. Um, you know, if if you have an idea and you're you're sold you're sold on the idea yourself, right? Um, you gotta you gotta persevere. You know, um, I think it was Steve Jobs who said, "I'm uh, amazed how many overnight successes have taken about twenty years." Right. Um, so, you know, you have to persevere to to get there. And I, I think when you believe in what you're doing. Um, you're, you're going to put that effort in and you're going to see it through. Um, Shift definitely was not an overnight success. Um, you know, we're enjoying success these days. It's been, it's been great, but it's been, it's been a long, hard pull. Uh, and we've designed a lot of good product and some bad product along the way. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and I appreciate all those who stuck by us knowing that we're going to keep, keep going to figure it out. Um, you know, I look to the, you know, any, any, any manufacturer, you know, if you look at car manufacturers, um, almost everyone, you wouldn't want to drive their first edition. You know, you might want to own it because it's probably worth a lot. Yeah. Uh, but you probably don't want to drive it on You're a never going to want to drive the prototype. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's I mean, right. a DeLorean looks cool. Yeah, but I'm gonna take my new F-150 over yeah, to drive right? it to work every day. <laughs> yeah, you get in, it starts, you drive, it feels, you know, the heat works, the air conditioning works. Yeah, um, you know, but that all took years, right? And so I think for anybody who who's starting out, uh, you gotta you gotta have that perseverance and you gotta know what you're about. Um, do I want to dig in and and actually see this through? Yeah, um, there was lots of points where definitely I could have given up. Uh, along the way but I think Marty you talked about it earlier just the the people that come alongside um, that are part of the team you know people much like yourselves um, but all different ones throughout the years that and and you see the efforts get put in and you know today we're we're a far different company than we were 10 years ago Um, and the stuff that we're capable of doing uh, is way different and vastly improved and uh yeah i i would just say you know stick to it if if you got it and you love it um 
you got to start though. It's it, it's going to seem like it's a long haul, but the, the perseverance and everything pays off. You're end, always right? going to have challenges on, along the way. That's right. And yeah. even now, we still run into some challenges that are like, but you sit there and you figure it out. Yes. And like Dave said, if you surround yourself with people, well, that, you know, and, and that's then you'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. And that's the thing, and I think a big thing too is like every challenge or every bit of strife or every downturn and even in even the upturns and even the successes and the wins every moment is a learning opportunity yeah for sure to not become complacent in it to not become uh just rest on your laurels if it may be or whatever it is but yeah i think you just yeah perseverance push through and everything like that so much like we're going to do with this podcast. Because even if people like it, man, we're still going. <laughs> I've got a lot to say. Yeah. I've got a lot of, we've got so many cool people. And I think that's like going forward. I think that's what we're going to we're gonna see a lot of is, is the perseverance and and, and talk about the challenges and, and talk about, you know, just what people have learned and what people have uh, accomplished along the years. And I think that's a lot what we're going to do. And I think that's going forward. Going forward, we're going to focus on that. We have so many friends that are amazing builders we have so many friends that are amazing um you know just everything to do in the in the field from detailers and polishers to other parts vendors or people that we work with on the regular other truck builders well yeah like other truck builders we know so many people and they're so friendly like i haven't i haven't been to a truck show in five or six years and i know i could walk up and shake a hands of many people and it would be just like we hadn't left because you form this bond and we know that we're gonna and you get excited because you know these people are going to be people that can talk your talk and the lingo and they've had so much to tell you that they've done since the last time they, I mean it's truck drivers too like we we're Got used it. to just being in our, our little solitary cabin and yeah. away you go right but yeah so your I think office with a view <laughs> yeah everybody says I, I, what do you do for 11 I'm 40 year old I, I still play with trucks and I have a corner office with a view there you go <laughs> sounds pretty good life's right. not bad right yeah there's always an upside. Sunshines and rainbows. So, but I want to thank you guys for coming in. Um, even though I came to your place of work um, here at Shift World Headquarters. World. World Headquarters. But yeah, thank you guys for coming in and sharing your experiences. I'm sure we'll talk to you guys again. Um, David, we have to because he's paying the bills. And uh, Chris, because he's always here. But excellent. Thank you guys very much. You guys have a great day. Awesome.